0: A reading from Genesis 45, then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him and he cried out, send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph, is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold to Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land for these two years, and there are five more years in which they will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. The word of our Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Chris.'d uh, like to start with a question about black friday uh, good or bad, despite the the name Black Friday, it's actually we consider it good. first day of the kind of the shopping season, and retailers are encouraged because they're in the black again and so it's good, right? Not so fast. Let's take a look at this uh little video of black friday footage from some of our local stores
0: here are some of the best worst moments from black friday 2015
1: Christmas right there. All right. Black Friday, good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> it depends on how it's, it. It can bring out the worst in people, can't it? So, uh, kids, did you get why there were people were fighting <laughs> in the video? Any, any guesses? I think they were all trying to get the same stuff, and they disagreed over who got there first or something. Right? We can get greedy, and uh, Black Friday. Can bring out uh, the worst in us. Um, not a great way to honor Jesus' approaching birthday. The story of Joseph. Uh, I think many of you are familiar with a sprawling epic in the book of Genesis. Joseph and his brothers who betrayed him and his father Jacob. Is that story good or bad? What do you think, Sheryls? Could go either way. I would suggest it's both. It's both. And there is a decisive point when it goes from one <coughs> to the other. And it's instructive and helpful for us to pay attention to that and then look at our own lives afterwards. Let's look at the Joseph story again <coughs> and kind of unfold it a little bit up to the point where... Uh, We get to the the part that Chris read, where Joseph weeps and essentially forgives his brothers. Well, Joseph was one of 12 kids. Their father was Jacob. Uh, Joseph was the next to the youngest, and uh, Joseph was a rather uh, precocious uh, child. And uh, perhaps a little spoiled and incredibly annoying to his older brothers. And so what did the older brothers do to Joseph because they had had it up to here with him? Anybody? <laughs> no, no, you don't know. I don't think he, knows. he doesn't know. Okay, I thought that's pretty good if he, if he knows. Uh, yeah, anybody? They sold him. They sold him into slavery. Yeah, that's pretty cold. That's pretty cold. Made a handsome profit and sold their brother into slavery and then lied to dad about what happened to him. Yeah, he got killed by a wild animal. Okay, this is a bad story, isn't it? Sold into slavery. But as the story goes, and as, again, most of you know, uh, uh, Joseph was an exceedingly uh, gifted person, uh, uh, leadership-wise, and uh, seeing the future, having dreams, And the pharaoh recognized this and, long story short, eventually saw that Joseph was gifted enough that he should be given the office of uh, administrating and presiding over a vast storage of grain to help Egypt get through a seven-year famine that was approaching that Joseph predicted correctly, that he would preside and maintain and ration The grain, and he had a great power next to just underneath uh, the Pharaoh's power. So, uh, things turned out pretty good for Joseph, right? Maybe. Well, it turns out that Joseph's brothers and Jacob were uh, victims of this famine and didn't have food. So, Joseph's brothers journeyed to Egypt to try to get some food because they knew there was some food there, and they came face to face with their long-lost brother, Joseph. The brothers didn't recognize Joseph. Joseph, however, did recognize his older brothers. What would you do if you were Joseph and you were sold down the river by your brothers, virtually left for for dead or a life of misery, and now you're face-to-face with them? Would you forgive them? Would you throw them into prison? Would you get revenge on them? Yes, Rachel. The Very honest answer. Uh, Rachel would do what the Black Friday people in the video did. <laughs> you just haul off and <laughs> start, start swinging and <laughs> take them down. I, I, think that's what I, I think that's what I'd do. I, I'd, I'd be a little, not a little, more than a little t- ticked off. What would you do? As it turns out, Joseph did a little bit of all those things because the brothers, over the period of a couple of years, had to take three, count them, three trips face-to-face with Joseph, none of them recognizing Joseph, and after the first two visits, Joseph did indeed play games with them, games of revenge, rather than disclosing his identity. Threw them into prison. He accused them of being Spies. He used younger brother Benjamin, Jacob's beloved Benjamin, whom he kept at home as sort of a pawn in his little game to terrorize them on their trips back and we didn't have time to go into it, but he was messing with them big time. There was revenge going on, absolutely, and all the while it was tearing them up. Okay, so far, Joseph's done well for himself. He's got wealth, he's got power, he can you know, he can throw people into prison and all that. But is this a a good story or a bad story? It's pretty bad. Here's why. Back home, you have Jacob, who is deeply in grief and will be for the rest of his life, not knowing what in the world happened that day that I lost Jacob, and I'm probably going to lose Benjamin someday too. Living in grief. The brothers living with the weight of their guilt. And Joseph overheard them talking. And oh, yes, it was a heavy load. They admitted to one another, see, see, this is what happens to us when we did what we did to Joseph. We're going to be in prison and we're going to get messed around with and punished and this is going to be terrible and we deserve it and we're never going to get away from the curse of having done what we did to our brother. They had a load. What about Joseph? Did he carry around a burden? Yeah, and you could see it. A vengeful burden. He wanted to get back at his brothers. He was a bit restrained, but he did. Carrying that burden, why did they do that to me? How could they do that to me? I don't care how much wealth and fame you have. If you're carrying that around, that is a heavy load. This is a sad story. See what people do to each other? It's worse than the Black Friday video. Okay, now we get to the point in the story that Chris read. It's the third visit. And now Joseph can no longer contain himself. He breaks down crying. He's emotionally overcome. And does he forgive his brothers at this point? He tells them who he is. And they're bracing for the worst, saying, "Uh uh-oh. This is it for us. And what does he do? He asks about his father and he sends them back to bring dad and Benjamin back to live with him there and they'll be provided for and they'll be reunited, and in other words, you're forgiven, all is past. But he also said one very important thing. He said, you may have done this to me a long time ago, but God is the one who sent me to Egypt so that I could be a leader and so that I could be in this position and provide for many people through my leadership including you in this seven-year famine. This is something that God has done or worked out. It occurred to Joseph at that point, and this is the shift, that this is God's story, not just my sad, tragic story. And the dream I had a long time ago told me that. This is God's story. And because he realized that, he was able to forgive his brothers. And now what happens to everyone's burden? The vengeance that Joseph was carrying around was dissolved and dissipated. He could love his brothers again. His brothers' guilt that they were carrying around was lifted. They were forgiven. And of course, eventually, the grief that Jacob carried with him was also lifted. Okay. Sad story? Yeah. Look at what people do to each other. A good story? Yeah. When Joseph finally realized that this story that I'm in also happens to be God's story because God is at work taking these tragic events and forcing them to work for a good purpose, there is a bigger narrative that we are a part of, and Joseph trusted that God knew what he was doing. A good story. A good story. Redeeming even the bad things transforming their lives, their burdens, freeing them for life. I want to close by asking you a simple question about your life. Are there tragedies, pains, struggles, obstacles in your lives? Duh. Rhetorical question. Indeed, it is the case. Sometimes it's stuff we do, sometimes it's stuff that's done to us. And if we're left with just that, it's a pretty sad story and it's a pretty bad thing. We believe that the God who made us all and made everything around us actually loves us so much that he became a part of creation, became one of us, so that God could become kind of mixed up in human history. Even the bad stuff even the worst stuff of all, the cross, and use the bad stuff to bring about good things. The resurrection, new life, transformation, a good story out of a bad one. doesn't make the bad stuff good suddenly. It doesn't mean God's responsible for it. But because our story can be intermingled and interwoven with God's, there is the promise of redemption and one day... A happy ending. All of us live with situations where we say, Okay, I get that. Enough already. I'm ready for something better. <laughs> I'm ready for something to work itself out because I'm tired of this. Part of the, one of the gifts of Advent is that we're invited to turn inward, to reflect, and to appreciate the value of waiting. Waiting and trusting that in the fullness of God's story and God's time, good things will come out of the difficulties that we're encountering because our story is embedded in God's story. And that is very, very, very good news, even if it's not as spectacular a resolution as it was for Joseph. There are still beautiful things that await us in this life and the next. So pay attention, wait, keep your eyes open, keep listening. Amen. Let's sing together. Please stand.